This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back right here on the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you're listening to me at pain.tv slash gold. And here we are, folks. We get to the point, the meat of this, that these technocrats, these transhumanists, they don't care. They don't care whether they get the non-biological Iron Man suit or they're going to get the digitized brain. In the end, they believe that they're going to be able to live forever. That's what it's all about for these guys, living forever, because they're sociopathic narcissists. Okay? Let's get back to this article. And so let me just clarify quickly, though. So one is if you have this dead, decaying body, but the brain is still active and you could take the body and place it inside of a robot suit, then technically you can live forever. Or if your body is dying, you can take your brain and upload it to the cloud and technically live forever in the metaverse. Or then the new ideas that come from Musk and Kurzweil is to take that brain and then download it into the Iron Man suit. Therefore, it would be your brain in some non-biological, non-decaying, you know, body, robot body. And so that's what these guys are after. Okay, let's continue here. Is the singularity near? And remember, we went over the singularity uh, through Ray Kurzweil, and people explain it in different ways, but essentially the singularity is the point in which Artificial intelligence surpasses human intelligence, and therefore humans will be forced to merge with machine, with artificial intelligence, to form sort of this symbiosis between the two. Uh, Joe Rogan likes to talk about that with Musk. He'll be like, whoa, man, symbiosis, dude. Yeah, let's do psychedelics. Let's smoke a joint. Let's drink some whiskey together, man. You're freaking me out, Musk. You're so cool. I just want you to run this. I don't want the government in charge of it, man. You know what I'm talking about, folks? You've heard it. I spent two whole episodes on that. Okay, a close kin to uploading for transhumanists is artificial intelligence. Among the disparate groups advancing the transhumanist agenda, the Palo Alto-based Singularity Institute for Artificial Intelligence has found the most mainstream acceptance. Remember I showed you a few episodes ago that Peter Thiel was funding the Singularity Institute, and he also was speaking regularly at the Singularity Summit, going all the way back to like 2006, 2007, 2008. 
And so he was backing this for a long time, folks. It's almost two decades. The Singularity Institute is trying to develop a general rather than task-specific artificial intelligence. It has hired a team of engineers to write code that can consider and solve a range of problems rather than just excel at one function, which is what today's artificial intelligence does. Tyler Emerson, director of the Singularity Institute, told me that in essence, what they want is a computer with a real personality. And when this happens, it will usher in what is known as the singularity. Now, remember, this is all the way back in 2009. This author, David Gels, is having these conversations with these transhumanist Frankenstein technocratic doctors and engineers and scientists. Okay, it continues. Emerson encouraged me to read The Singularity is Near, the 2003 tome by prolific inventor Ray Kurzweil that popularized the term. Okay, so there's Ray Kurzweil now being brought into this, his 2003 book, which is on my list of books we're going to review on this show, but that's going to take a while. Because each book I'm going to review is going to take like 10 or 12 episodes. And so what I might do, because I don't want to really necessarily drop those in the public podcast because people might start to get bored. And so I might put those over at pain.tv or create a separate podcast channel where those who are really interested in hearing me read and analyze Klaus Schwab's 2016 book, The Force Industrial Revolution, um, or Yuval, uh, Yuval Noah Harari's book, Sapien, or the 1995 uh, manifesto called Industrial Society and Its Future. So we're, we're going to figure that out over with uh, Commander Payne and see what he thinks, get his input, get Maria Albanese's input. But here we go, right? So the singularity wrote Kurzweil is, quote, a future period during which the pace of technological change will be so rapid its impact so deep that human life will be irreversibly transformed, end quote. Like Huxley's original definition of transhumanism, it's an imprecise vision. But Kurzweil gets more detail, predicting certain milestones on the march to singularity. Remember, Kurzweil later becomes the chief engineer at Google, and Google is doing all kinds of stuff like mind-reading technology and everything else. The impossibility of knowing what the singularity will look like, let alone if it will ever come about, makes it fertile ground for daydreaming. It also makes it easy to dismiss as pure fantasy. In the best scenarios, machines smarter than humans might solve problems we find insurmountable, things like world hunger and the need for renewable energy. The singularity could put humanity on the fast track to utopia. Ultimately, Kurzweil says, intelligence will expand into space at the speed of light. Remember the little clip I showed you yesterday of Joe Rogan with Brian Callen? Rogan was echoing this exact stuff about the singularity, you know, putting humanity on the fast track to utopia and curing hunger and curing climate change and everything else. So as I told you, Joe Rogan is part of normalizing and humanizing transhumanism and the technocracy. 
And I hate to tell you that, but I mean, I guess if, if you want to live in a prison planet, Rogan is your guy. And uh, apparently he's also in the process of getting people thrown off Spotify who have uh, hurt his image or challenged him or taken away some of his viewers. I don't know if that's true. I just heard it yesterday. I'm not really going to waste my time looking into that, but you might want to. So, like DeGray, Kurzweil is something of a guru in the community. The singularity is now the most popular of transhumanist ideas. Kurzweil's book is being adapted into a movie and is now a buzzword in tech circles. And again, that's the movie that I want to review, kind of do a watch party with you guys on pain.tv slash gold, and then we'll have uh, sort of a Zoom discussion about it with all of you who um, sign up to watch it. And so I actually have not seen it. And I said, you know what? I'd rather watch it live with you guys and then we can talk about it. So it says, many transhumanists I met toted dog-eared copies of his book in their backpacks. Okay, this section is titled Sing, uh, Singular <laughs> Singularitarian Hopes and Fears. In his book, lectures, and various media appearances and interviews, Ray Kurzweil repeats many of the same optimistic scenarios popular amongst transhumanists. Technology will one day free the world, if not from poverty, sickness, and death, then at least from fossil fuels. He forecasts that by the end of the 2030s, we will augment our thinking capacity with cybernetic implants, that's the Neuralink brain chip, becoming radically more intelligent, and will have cured many of the world's most common illnesses through personalized medicine. Folks, you're seeing that now with mRNA and DNA-modifying injections. I mean, that was part of COVID, obviously, was the beginning of normalizing and humanizing and introducing these terms into the lexicon, Right, And some of the guests and doctors who you think were supposed to be anti-COVID on Joe Rogan's show were actually there to push the beginning of this personalized medicine, these DNA-modifying injections, where these doctors start to talk about, well, COVID uh, mRNA stuff was bad, but if we could modify your DNA, we could repair all your problems. You can read articles from some of the scientists at CRISPR-Cas9, that's the genetic modification software who've actually said isn't it going to be a great day when you don't have to worry about inheriting the genes from your mom and dad you can just have those repaired and replaced using crispr cas9 type technology this continues an article general uh, an artificial general intelligence thousands of times smarter than the hu entire human race will emerge by the 2040s and folks you could see this is going back to 2009 and with everything we've covered so far you could see that they're actually advancing this it's not like this was some kind of a dream back in 2009 and now it's like it stalled and it died no they're moving forward they've been moving forward they're marching at warp speed really Kurzweil perceives some dangers to technological acceleration. Just as the singularity could go very well, it could also go very badly. Remember, Peter Thiel had said it's either going to create uh, a boom of investment opportunities or a boom that would blow up the world, right? I told you, they always have to like, 
sound like they're reasoned while they are the ones actually architecting, engineering, researching, developing, building, manufacturing this technology while also saying they're warning of it and they have to be the governors that oversee it on the governing councils that they establish uh, while they're getting money from the government and then asking the government to help them oversee the technology that they are building. Nanotech technology gone awry could disassemble everything on Earth, reducing the world to gray goo. Machines empowered by artificial intelligence might seize control of the world's arms and turn them against humans. Well, folks, that's why I keep bringing back up Peter Thiel's backed AI Foundation's founder, Lars Butler, who wrote a detailed piece, 42 Reasons Why We Need to Build AI Autonomous Killer Robots. And meanwhile, they also put out there that, wait, these uh, autonomous artificial intelligence weapons could be turned against humans. Yeah, really? Really? Of course that could happen. Of course that's probably the plan. It goes on to say a cyborg army might decide to wipe out the human race. As Kurzweil's ideas, both the optimistic and the cautious ones, gain greater audience, doomsday scenarios have been spreading amongst transhumanist circles. The nascent preoccupation with the apocalypse has affected the movement for the worse, Max Moore told me. Quote, the singularity concept to me is quite dangerous, end quote, he said. Quote, it has a very strong religious resonance. Folks, we cannot get into that on this podcast, not on the public side. But trust me, I promise you, I will be talking about that in the future. Uh, First, I have to build some more steam with the show, and then I have to weigh the risks, and then figure out how I can talk about it. But we'll eventually get into this. It continues, uh, this is Max Moore speaking, I've never been a fan of it, talking about the singularity, end quote. Moore is now leery of the movement he helped spawn. Quote, the mood today is less exuberant. It's become more gloomy, end quote, he said. Moore fears that today's transhumanists are too preoccupied with the singularity and its potentially adverse effects. Quote, they have this tendency towards apocalyptic thinking. It can be a very dangerous thing, end quote. Folks, we are nearing the end of the world. No, we are not. We are nearing the break, which I'm about to take right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. You're listening to pain.tv slash gold, and when we get back, we are going to finish plowing through this article because every second of this show, you are getting smarter and smarter and smarter as I am downloading this super intelligence into your mere mortal human brain. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to pain.tv slash gold. We will be right back. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold, downloading the technocratic plans for the prison planet into your human mind to make you smarter and more aware 
of the dangers of the transhumanists and the technocrats. Folks, let's continue with this article right here. As we ended, it said, quote, and this is uh, Moore speaking, Max Moore, quote, they have this tendency towards apocalyptic thinking, talking about the folks that support singularity at this time back in 2009. He says it could be a very dangerous thing, end quote. It continues to say the Singularity Institute's Emerson caution, quote, for those of us who don't believe in God, this is sort of religion. This is sort of religion. And as I've told you, these guys are playing God. Some of them believe they are gods. There are many podcasters out there who talk about conspiracies and conspiracy theories, even getting into Bigfoot and stuff like that, who at the same time sort of glorify this idea of spirituality, which is fine, but sort of planting this seed in your head that you are your own God. Now, I don't know. You don't have to be Christian. You don't have to be whatever. You do you. I'm not about to fight with people over their religion. But I will say that once humans take on this idea that they are their own God, it sort of ends the concept of civility and morality within society itself. It sort of ends the idea of genders, these transhumanists, these technocrats, these futurists, these sort of new age folks will start to tell you that everything is sort of you know, just a social construct like Deepak Chopra talks about. And so once you devolve humanity down to the fact that everyone is a god, of which there are certain sects of certain religions that believe this, I believe, if I'm correct, that Jared Kushner may be involved in that, which I cannot get into here. I better watch myself. Um, you you start to see here, if you, there's a difference between helping yourself, channeling energy into yourself, working hard, going out there, making it, being prosperous and succeeding, and then believing you're God. Uh, Because then being God gives you dominion over others. It gives you power over others. And so when everyone is running around believing they are God, not that they came from something else, respecting that there's some kind of natural force out there, a natural world, then everyone becomes selfish and self-centered and everyone becomes sociopathic and narcissistic as we're seeing happen across the world, especially in Western society. And so there you go, you know, Singularity Institute's Emerson, Singularity Institute funded by Peter Thiel towards the beginning, uh, Peter Thiel speaking at the Singularity Summit, backing this organization being involved with transhumanism and this guy emerson from singularity institute out there saying for those of us that don't believe in god saying he doesn't believe in god this is sort of a religion for them it goes on to say any resemblance between transhumanism and apocalyptic christianity is not something the movement devotees are looking to convey the vast majority are atheists if you believe in heaven, you don't, believe, you don't need radical life extension. But some transhumanists have reported their own conversion experiences. 
Michael Gusick, an engineer developing AI systems for a major Silicon Valley contractor, learned about transhumanism recently and was hooked, quote, I heard what it was all about, and the light of purpose went on, he said. Quote, I started reading the literature, and I not only discovered my purpose, but discovered what the nature of the universe is. Okay, so this guy's saying, I not only discovered my own purpose, but discovered what the nature of the universe is. It sounds cultish, does it not? But if you take Emerson from the Singularity Institute, backed by Peter Thiel, he's sitting there telling you that it's a religion to them. The article continues here to our favorite transhumanist of the moment, Peter Thiel. It says, uh, when I asked Peter Thiel if transhumanism were a religion, he offered a cryptic answer, quote, every myth on this planet tells people that the purpose of life is death, end quote. Thiel said to this author in 2009, quote, it rationalizes death. It helps them deal with it. Every temple is a tomb and every tomb a temple. If you have a set of technologies that radically changes the meaning of death, then that has repercussions for religion. These questions touch on our very humanity, end quote. So see, Thiel comes back in there with like challenging the concepts of religion and this idea of the cycle of life and death and that he wants to very much challenge it. See, a lot of these guys in the technology sector are considered to be, or they want to be considered to be disruptors, where they come in and they have a disrupting technology. Someone close to me worked for a man named Jeffrey Citron, who was like a billionaire under 40 years old. And Jeffrey Citron had already done a few projects that made him pretty famous. Uh, He had his securities license yanked by the government for doing like insider trading. And then he developed a platform, which was one of the first uh, trading platforms that operated on the millisecond. And so Jeffrey Citron went on to found uh, Vonage. If some of you remember, it was the first or Labeled as the first voiceover internet protocol company. Do, 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 do. They were like orange, like uh, that cell company Singular that AT&T merged with. And so Citron was very proud of the fact that he was considered to be a, a, a disruptive technology sort of titan. Because Vonage was the first... A company to sort of challenge and break up how the telephone had worked really since the advent of telephones. And when he created this voiceover internet protocol phone, it forced, you know, AT&T, Comcast, and others to have to come along for the ride and start offering um, telephone service and telecommunication service in a different way. And so what Peter Thiel and these other technocrats, the way I see it, is they want to be disruptors of humanity and disruptors of human evolution and disruptors of the human race altogether. Now, if we are to believe at least what we learned in our history books, I think there was another person in history that kind of came before these guys, even though they started back in like the 20s, 
but at this level, you know, with disrupting humanity and the human race, the human species, through genetic modification, through technology, through artificial intelligence, through super humans and super soldiers and such and i can't i can't remember his name but i think it uh rhymes with adolf hitler (laughs) it rhymes with adolf hitler and surprisingly there are some folks as we've talked about like yuval noah harari henry kissinger george soros and others that have funded a lot of the technology that goes behind this transhumanist, anti-human, uh, eugenics-based um, technocracy, whose families were supposedly in camps, you know, being tortured and murdered by, uh, what's his name, Peter Thiel? No, I'm sorry, Adolf Hitler. And so you see right there in his own words, Peter Thiel in 2009 challenging the very concept of sort of god of a creator of humanity itself to push humanity beyond its limits which means the end of the human race okay that's what it means so let's continue now that i gave you my thoughts on theo in sort of uh, a cryptic fashion as the author says that theo gave his thoughts to him on humanity and life in a very cryptic fashion This is uh, a rejuvenation of techno-optimism. After DeGray talked to Ismail's employees at Brickhouse, he wanted a beer. Remember, we started out the article there. We walked out into a sunny winter afternoon and soon found a microbrewery called the 21st Amendment. Inside, we settled into a wooden booth, and DeGray ordered a pint of chocolate-colored lager called Darkness. Wow, that's racist, and that probably is banned by now. You can't drink a chocolate beer called darkness. Quote, looks dangerous, quote, he said with a smile, leaning across the sticky table, his long beard reaching his lap. DeGray tried to color his quest as a compassionate one. Quote, it's not about the fact that aging kills people and takes lives. It's about the fact that aging kills people really horribly, end quote. He told the author, quote, if you talk about immortality, people have this horrifying knee-jerk reaction against it. But if you talk about keeping your health, no one argues with that. So I focus on health. Let's stay healthy for a while, and that's good. If it keeps on, then there's this side effect. We live forever, end quote. Let me interject there for a moment, folks. So, you have this technocrat, DeGray, this transhumanist, saying to the author back in 2009 that if you talk about health, no one gets freaked out. There's no creep factor in bringing in the discussion of immortality. So, you talk about health. Now, what is Peter Thiel actively doing right now with the company 28? that I showed you at the beginning of the show, he's talking about women's health, natural health, following the menstrual cycle, and getting you, 
if you're a female or if you're a male, your wife, your girlfriend, your daughter, your granddaughter, your mother, whatever, to upload their personal health information connected to their menstrual cycle to Peter Thiel, the transhumanist technocrat, through the guise of doing it through a health influencer who's supposedly against COVID while Thiel is running the COVID prison planet and working on medical technologies with Moderna, one of the leading forces in the mRNA, quote-unquote, vaccine. The other part right here is he's talking about the side effect of good health would be living forever. Well, that's how Kurzweil started to put it. You know, repairing your health with all these vitamins and minerals to reach the point where then you inject yourself with nanobots to reach the point where then you upload your mind to the cloud. You see... All of this is coming together, folks. Everything I do has a purpose. Sometimes I sound a little crazy, but I am bringing you to the promised land. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we will continue with this article. We need to finish this up today. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 